We're on the air. Back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? Tomorrow, of early break with Sip and Jake. Simple, you are an idiot. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Once again, if you missed the news yesterday, Logan Smothers is not coming back to Nebraska. He is going to Jacksonville State. So Richard Torres, Incarnate Word, Smothers, Jacksonville State, Casey Thompson, FAU. We're joined now by Husker Line, Sean Callahan. Sean, good morning. Uh, we were kind of looking at the three quarterbacks who left and where they went to. Does that tell you anything about the level of talent that was at Nebraska considering where they ended up at, Sean? None of those guys were, you know, they had much of a body of work other than Casey Thompson, sure. right? Um, that was going to just garner a May phone call. Now Logan Smothers had, you know, fifteen, twenty Power Five teams that reached out to him and wanted him to come in, but he was very, you know, he was very particular in, in what he was looking for. He wanted to be closer to his parents, um, so they didn't have to drive sixteen hours every Saturday to watch him play, and he wanted to obviously find a good opportunity and. You know, Jacksonville State makes a lot of sense. It's in its home state. It's Rich Rodriguez. Um, you know, he, it's a good fit offensively for him. And, and, and you know, he, he, that's what he looked at. I mean, he had a lot of opportunities. He could have been a version of Chubba Purdy this year and been a really good insurance policy. Um, he had some opportunities to go other places too, but that, that was the best fit for him. I mean, Richard Torres, we had no, no, no body of work on him and, and we kind of know the deal with Casey Thompson. I mean, he, he'd probably be Auburn's starting quarterback right now until Peyton Thorne uh, jumped him and went in the portal and, and got that opportunity and once again Casey was looking for a situation where he was going to be the guy um, and that's hard to find right now. If you don't know who your quarterback is on May 31st, that's probably yeah. not an ideal place to go and, and I think for wow. Casey that's what he was looking and I think Logan, to an extent, was looking for that, too. And there's just not very many those opportunities available on May 31st. Sean Callahan of Husker Online joins, joins us. Sean, we are on the cusp of June. It is May 31. June, June. And, you know, people talk about the summer being dead. June is not dead. Talk about June at Nebraska, especially as it applies to recruiting. Well, June is probably the most important month now in a lot of respects mm. in recruiting uh, because of the December signing day. Um, there's a lot of activity that's going to happen with camps, visitors, but mainly the visitors. Uh, we've confirmed that um, on three and Husker Online that uh, 26, actually now I think it's 27 okay. official visitors. And, and to put that in perspective, you get 56 plus six you can carry over. So roughly you get 62 a year you can use. And almost half of them already are allotted for the next few weeks in June. Um, and an official visit, if you're not really familiar with the difference, th- these are the visits where Nebraska can pay for the family um, and the kid to come in, and then they can pay for every part of the trip, whether it's restaurants and hotels and transportation. Um, where anyone that had been coming in in the spring, those all were unofficial or the kid was responsible and on their own. So th- these are really important, as you know. And then a lot of schools will start to kind of squeeze kids, tell them like, "Hey, you know, we only have two quarterback or two receiver spots. We, you know, we, we like you. We want you to take one of them. But if you don't, you know, you may not have this spot." So there's a lot of squeezing that's going to go on around the country where kids will jump on these spots. 
Um, and, you know, you'd like to be able to wait until the, se- the season. Um, and and that, that's really, really hard to do. Um, and, you know, Nebraska got some bad news last night with Brandon Baker. Sip, I don't know if you read this, but um, originally his plan was to take his final visit to Lincoln in September. Now Nebraska's not even in. He, he did not mention Nebraska at all at the NIL Summit in Nashville. He's taking visits to Georgia and Ohio State. Um, and, and he said that, you know, he's going to probably have a decision you know, now sooner rather than later, where I think Nebraska's hope was to get him here for maybe the Michigan game. Well, now Nebraska's not even in the discussion. I'm not saying they were going to get Brandon Baker, but that, that kind of gives you a sense of even guys that say they want to come in the season, it's really hard to pull that off to have them be available because the Georgias, the Ohio States, those programs can really squeeze you to make decisions here in this month of June. Brandon Baker, of course, is the top-rated offensive lineman in the country from modern day, right? He he has had genuine interest in Nebraska to the point where he's made how many unofficials here, Sean? Two. Uh, he's made two. I mean, he's been to a lot of places. And, yeah, that caught me a little by surprise. I'm not, I never thought Nebraska – for the record, I never thought Nebraska was going to necessarily get him. But I thought they were going to at least get him back for an official – and you just never know where that could have went from there. Um, but it has a real, almost like another feel of the Dylan Raiola situation. Dylan Raiola made the February, the March visit, never came back for the spring game. Brandon Baker made a March-April visit, was planning to return. Um, as of right now, today, he's not going to take an official visit um, to Nebraska. And, you know, the decision process could be wrapped up here in the summer. So, uh, I mean, it should be. So, I mean, it's it's more of a gut punch to where Nebraska is as a program. They can at least get mm. in the discussion with some of these guys. Yeah. But when you talk about the NIL era in Nebraska, that we're in uh-huh. and the playoff era, those uh-huh. two things, uh-huh. Nebraska is going to have a hard time until they start winning again. Well, speaking of trying to avoid the gut punch, Sean, Carter Nelson was in Lincoln over the weekend, and there's you know, been some thoughts he'd be going to Georgia, Notre Dame, other places. Have things gone the right direction with him over the last couple weeks in terms of potentially going to Nebraska? I mean, I, I think so. I mean, you talk about the number of trips he's made here. No, Nowhere else is even close. Um, I don't know if he's been to another school twice. I mean, everybody's been in Nebraska over ten times. Um, to spend time, and he's been there several times with this staff. So um, Daniel Kalen and him have a good rapport. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of positives with Carter Nelson and, and kind of where that's at. I think especially getting Daniel Kalen. I think Daniel Kalen has been big behind the scenes just to, to kind of develop that re- relationship. I was with Daniel Saturday at the Warren Academy Quarterback Showcase event, and um, he said, I'm going to do whatever I can with Carter, with any of these guys. Anytime there's recruits on campus, I'm going to be in Lincoln. And, and whether it's an official or unofficial, they want me there, I'm going to be there. And that's why it's important to have a quarterback to kind of lead your recruiting class. You need that type of leadership. I mean, it's what, Dil- it's what Dylan Rael was doing for Georgia. He was there at the end of May. He's going to be back in June because Kirby Smart told him, hey, we got key recruits coming in. We need you there to talk to them. And Daniel Kalen's trying to do the same type of thing for Nebraska. Who are the – Sean, how many – I don't even know where to go. I'm kind of that, – that, that Baker news kind of throws me for a loop. Has losing a, on, an ex, on a regular basis at Nebraska, this, this, this situation Nebraska finds it's in, in which 
finds itself in, in which it hasn't made a bowl game since 2016. The only Power 5 school that hasn't made a bowl game since 2016. Is that catching up with Nebraska more now than ever, perhaps? It ha- I mean, it has to be. I mean, there's, you know, it, it, they're at a point where, yeah, it's got to turn. I mean, you could have great fans, money facilities, for NIL. Facilities. But facilities, but you can't. There's still one pretty important thing missing, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> just can't keep losing. No, yeah. can't do that. Yeah, you can't keep losing. Well, in terms of positivity, Sean, you know, Daniel <laughs> Kalen, uh, he becomes the second quarterback in two years with Zane Flores last year to be an Elite 11 quarterback. How significant is that for the state of Nebraska? Oh, it, it, I think it's a big, the biggest thing with Daniel Kalen in the state of Nebraska with these quarterbacks, it just tells you how much further develop, the development has come with the position. I mean, there was a time 10 years ago, eight years ago, um, 20 years ago, obviously when a lot of this started up with the Elite 11, you never would have thought a Nebraska quarterback could be a part of this because they weren't developed. Um, and it's not just throwing a football 40 yards. It's the, it's the proper footwork, the proper technique. High school football around here, that wasn't really a part of what they did. Every, every, every high school in this state ran a version of the Osborne offense, and Sip and I were growing up. I mean, to, yeah. to be a part of the Elite 11, you know, that was a California, Florida, Texas thing, and those quarterbacks were developed. Uh, now here we're starting to see that. These quarterbacks, you know, I, I, I thought it really started with quarterbacks here with Noah Vedrill. Um, he went out and saw it like – professional training to be a division one quarterback and it got him to central Florida. Then it got him to Nebraska and Rutgers. Um, then, then you had Heinrich Harburg, same thing. He went out to Colorado and there's a guy in Kansas city did all this training to get the Nebraska opportunity. Um, you know, there's been good ones before like the Easton sticks of the world. Um, but you know, Nathan Inderley was drafted by the bears out of Idaho. He's a North Platte kid. Uh, but there just hasn't been kids that have been developed like this as juniors in high school. And Zane Flores, and, and obviously now Daniel Kalen are both developed to that level. I just think that tells you how far this position has come to have kids at this time frame to be developed at that level to be in the Elite 11. Sean, always good stuff. Thank you for the time, and we will <laughs> chat with you again next week. All right, guys. Sorry about that. That Brandon Baker news. Sip. We're, we're getting hammered, by the way, on the Red Sea Scrolls. People are blaming us for some reason. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> as, you, as usual. <laughs> Our two seven-minute interviews with Brandon Baker had a Damn big it. impact on things. I, but, yeah, that, that was a – I was shocked when I read the article as well, and he took a picture with hats at the On3 NIL Summit. It was seven hats, and Nebraska was not in yes. his seven hats. Ouch. Not great. Not great. Um, all right, thanks, Sean. Appreciate you. All right, guys, thanks. Oscar okay, Sean Callahan. So, so people are saying, as you would probably assume, that you know when Dylan Briola goes to Georgia, that probably significantly hurt Nebraska's chances with with Brandon Baker. Probably, maybe, probably, maybe. They get, but what we're talking about is players that can get Nebraska over the top. It's not going to be just it's not going to be just one, but it's players like Brandon Baker. The, if you look at the class now. You don't. I don't know that you would identify any of these guys that are in the class as guys that there's seven right now in the class of 2024 that gets you over the top. I mean, maybe they do, but it's nobody that's 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 readily apparent, like a Dylan Rayola that seems readily apparent. Brandon Baker, the number one tackle in the country. Um, those are the kind of guys that you, they, they it's. 
there's some evidence that shows they might be that guy. Now, how are you going to get them when you're not winning? See, we're not. You talked about the word rut. Nebraska's <laughs> um, <laughs> in a bad rut right now. Now, I, I would I would spin this one way positively with Brandon Baker. I thought Nebraska's chances were were low with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, yeah, interest is great. Just pull the rug out early before you know. Instead of make his cling to it longer and yeah, then pulling it out the into end. the fall, yeah, right. I mean, we see like think about in the past when he had like Foster Sorrell who had Nebraska at the podium with him, and he chose Stanford you right. know, and had a great career there. That that stuff sucks. It, it it sucks to be there to the very end and really not really be there. Right. So now you're not really there. It's it's just why Brandon Baker is interesting to me is he came here twice and he was engaged. I interviewed him twice. Sean did too. Uh, we had him on video and he was he was very he was enamored with Nebraska. But listen, if you go, I mean, you don't want to get myopic in these conversations. If you go to Knoxville, you're probably going to be enamored with what you see, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to Athens, obviously, Tuscaloosa, obviously, Columbus, obviously, and he has he he can go to all those. If you go to if you go to Oregon, Eugene, it, it, they're all going to look good to you, right? When you walk in the building, they're it's they set it up very nice. They're very nice setups, and by the way. Those teams are winning. If you are going to get a player like that, you better really ante up in NIL mm. and, and get above everybody Nebraska else. Can do you that. have to. Well, they have to can do that. Um, I don't think. I think NIL at the high school level, it's not as integral as it used to be, because the money is going to the transfers. Why? why like Ernest Hausman's a good sure. example. Sure, he proved himself in college. He had 54 tackles at Nebraska. That's pretty valuable. And he played really well at Michigan. He did. He showed he can play in college. Put your money there. Yep. Put your money behind a guy who showed he can play. That's what's happening, Jake. The scary thing is if you have a true freshman who plays well for you, you got to watch it because teams are teams are recruiting They'll off other people. Poached. Yeah. Poached. Yeah. When we come back, song of the day and the mailbag on early break on the ticket. Mm-hmm. 